Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Uh, with the Premier League season in full swing, uh, there's a great idea that's happening at the Dubliners. That's the Le Meridian Dubai Hotel and Conference Centre, where if you get down there over the next five weekends, you can listen to fireside chats pre-match with Premier League legends, giving you all the info and insights and maybe even telling a few stories about what happened along the way. My next guest is one of them. He's uh, a legend of the Premier League, having uh, well, played for Charlton Athletic, uh, so many clubs uh, right throughout his career, and also getting 30 caps for Wales after being originally born in Rhodesia. John Robinson is our guest on Talk 100.3. Thank you very much for coming in. No, my pleasure. And, and this is a great insight where uh, you can get down there and hear from yourself and some other Premier League greats and give you a bit of a, a, bit of a different insight rather than just listening to your mates go on about what's, what the team should and shouldn't be doing. Yeah, I think that's what Peter's trying to do with Hollywood Balls is to kind of give you an insight into what it was like when you were playing, yeah. um, some stories, that kind of thing, which fans don't sometimes always hear. Um, especially when they're on just people just on maybe like Sky doing mm-hmm. just anal- analytics and stuff. So, yeah. yeah, it's all good. So it's looking forward to it. Right. I mean, you mentioned that, you know, people don't get to hear these stories. How about starting with a story, <laughs> a story that has been uh, doing rounds, a story that, that's extremely popular during, of, uh, during your times? Well, uh, well, one of my, well, one of the stories was I was Ryan Giggs' roommate for seven years. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how you can see where, why those kind of people are so... They have a long career. Look at Ronaldo, those kind of things, yeah. how they look after themselves throughout their career. And it was quite funny one time, uh, Alex Ferguson, who Ryan used to get quite a lot of hamstring injuries, mm-hmm. but he always used to come, especially on the Wales trips, it would be like, what what cars Ryan got next? What kind of sports cars <laughs> Ryan got it? So everyone's looking in that. And then apparently, and then, then that was the problem. He changed his sports car so many times. That was the problem with his hamstring. So Alex Ferguson ended up telling him, like, no, nope, you're going to get this kind of S-class, really like family-orientated yeah. car, and that's it. And then after that, his hamstrings were decent. Oh, yeah. No. 
Yeah, so it's thing, amazing. I, yeah, I, I need to sell my uh, Ferrari. You need to right? sell your yeah. Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this is what we all do. This is what's wrong with Manchester United. Too many cars these days. Yeah. In the uh, Premier League. You know. Well, I mean, speaking of Manchester United, uh, the talking point is about Cristiano Ronaldo. If you were managing him, what would you advise him to stay, or would you advise him to find another club? You would put the team around him. I think you'd make him captain. Mm-hmm. I think all of that because what he's done is incredible. And you just look at the way he trains. You just listen to ex-pros, Brio Ferdinand, when they're on, mm-hmm. like Gary Neville. They they were behind the scenes, and people fans don't get to understand when you're training who stays out, who's there first, who leaves last, right, right. who works on their trade in different p- positions. And he hasn't been in the top level for this long if he doesn't look after himself. Yeah. Um, and again, you just look at all the records he's done with the Champions League now at the moment. Um, and again, he's he aspires to try and keep going after records. That's the thing. He doesn't he doesn't need the trophies. He wants records. He wants that kind of mm-hmm. established kind of right. I am the top. Um, so personally, would have you put this captain around him? You make him that he'll thrive on that, obviously, and people respect him. The players respect him of just what he's done. How can you not? You know, Obviously, I think yeah. that uh, you'd be thinking the young up-and-coming players that are coming through, and as he said, you get to learn what's different about him, about the way he eats, about the way he trains, about his mindset. A couple of years ago, wasn't he at the press conference where he took the bottle of Coca-Cola down? That's right, yeah. Yeah. Which was the major sponsor at the time. Yeah. True. Yeah. And had to say, don't drink it. You know? Exactly. I mean, that's it. I mean, you just look, look at him. You're right with the nutrition, the way he looks after his body. He doesn't drink throughout the season. All of those kind of things. And you're right, the younger ones, the younger ones coming in and also the new players coming in straight away, they'll jump on board. Makes sense. How yeah. many, you signed your first sort of premiership uh, professional contract, 87, and then you yeah. wrapped up, you know, some 15, 16 years later. Yeah. Was that the biggest change in your time between seeing the 80s and the mid-90s? Was it, was it the element of nutrition and fit, fitness that came yeah. into the game? Yeah, exactly. I mean, with yours, all of a sudden, probably the last three or four years when I was playing, you could you'd have a fitness coach come in, yeah. and before that, the managers would just say, "Right, run up that hill, and until you drop in pre-season, until you drop, that's it. Fitness is coming up." But they then started bringing the fitness coaches in, all everything like that, and then what you ended up doing, you ended up having what you see now is the the the, the, vest, the vests uh, and yeah, that, and yeah. then the heart monitor. Well, we used to run around a pre-season. The first time our fitness coach did it, when it got to when it bleeped, you had to stop because you got to your Peak, Hot, level. peak level but obviously when you just come back for pre-season you're peak not that's pretty quick <laughs> very very quick so instead of so about halfway around the field most of the players were stopping the manager in the middle who was old school Alan Kerbishley yeah. he was going mad he's like no carry on running carry on running. like no it's bleeping we can't do it and Joe was our fitness coach and he is it but it was amazing no one got any muscle injuries so he had a for the first time when that fitness coach came in he had a full set of squad of players to choose from for the first game yeah, well, you see, Neil Neil is actually a strength and conditioning coach working with uh, the UAE cricket sides. Right. And, uh, you know, are, are you into that? Because you hear the old-timers, specifically with cricket, go, back in my day, we just bowl and bowl and bowl. Does it really make a difference? I mean, see, that's when I started training, right? When I, I used to play, uh, when I started playing, I was about, what, six and a half, seven when I started going to the academy to play. Uh, old school coaches, the same yeah. way, you know, they would sit on an armchair and say, Four rounds of the ground. You finish yeah, four yeah. rounds and then they make you lift the kid back over your head to do two more <laughs> rounds. 
I mean that that what we would, would yeah. what we would call in the gyms as a superset to go a little more than your prime. But they would do they would make us do that, and you'll drop dead. You don't yeah. have any energy, any strength to go on to play. But today's time and age, every single player is different. So when when we analyze and structure in a, a, a workout plan, for a bowler it's different, for a batter it's different, for a spin bowler it's going to be different, for a fast bowler it's different. Prevention of injuries yeah. is the most important thing. What's amazing, you just look at Manchester United's game when Brentford outran them. Mm. You would never have got yep. that kind of analyst stuff now that back then. There was nothing that was available. But then all of a sudden. He says, right, instead of the day off, you're coming in and I'm going to run you because I don't want that team out running us. And if that's his philosophy, that's great, regardless of who it is. And then look at the results after that. True. Yep. Yeah, they, when it first came in in Australia, there was an Australian footballer who put the heart rate monitor on his dog. <laughs> and then, they, I mean, it's so common. And then they, they called him in going, your performance is exceptional. Oh, so funny you mentioned that. So we did that once in pre-season. It was the first time. And it's normally a day off on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So it was like, right. And we're like, it's called a recovery, obviously recovery. recovery run. Yeah. So rather than bring us in, you're like, right, do it at home, do your recovery run. And then on Monday, you'd give it give it to Joe, put it in your, like, your little yeah. area and he'll then go back and then come Tuesday you'll see what's happening mm-hmm. he'll report back to the manager right. so I was like God, don't fancy it this today yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so I ended up putting it around the dog same thing <laughs> <laughs> I, I rode the bike the dog kind of came along with it yeah. brilliant so I found up a couple of the lads I was like yeah honestly this works so a few <laughs> of them done it like so then on the Tuesday three of us got brought into the manager's office curves and I'd known him for years so you did really well then, didn't you? You like proper did the recovery. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And both, all three of us were in. He was like, mm. "Problem is, animals sweat, so with his hair on the things." So <laughs> yeah, they, they so knew they what was happening. They out. could pick yeah. it up. Look, look, yeah. we, we know you're here to do a lot of these uh, Premier League chats, but uh, being Welsh, uh, we couldn't get you in without asking you. Uh, the FIFA World Cup's coming up in yep. Qatar. Wales have made it. How, how do you feel they're going to go in their group? I think they do well. Yeah, I think it's all about. The start, um, obviously, it's a good game against the USA because you've got that, that group. It's Wales, yeah. Iran, uh, Iran, and, and England, and England, and, and so yeah. So USA. it's a, a USA's first game, and I think that's a real good start. Mm. As long as you don't lose, because once you if you lose your first game, you you have to win your second to to give any kind yeah. of chance or whatever. But I think I think yeah, I think they'll do well. I think the confidence is high, um, and so and it's going to be very very interesting because of where it's at. Um, so I think, yeah, I think I think they'll they'll qualify for the last sixteen. Wow! And, they, and then the, and for the okay, so you think it'll be England and Wales England that and get Wales, out? Yeah. Ooh. Now whether whether who will get first or second, <laughs> <laughs> not too sure. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so obviously I'm looking at Wales and. My wife Natalie's obviously going to be England, so there could be a bit. Of <laughs> so you're going to win either way. Yes. Either way, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. But hopefully. No, I mean, uh, John. You know, be, being a professional player, and, and I have this conversation with a lot of players who've played the sport at the highest level. But the day you hang your boots, you know, Serena Williams just did, and I'm, I'm going to cut across sports. The day you hang boots, does it feel after that? Oh, you know what? Maybe one more season, I could have probably pulled myself through. Or what am I going to do after this now? Yeah, I think when you, yeah, I think majority of players do that. But I think now, as I said, like as you go later on in your career. You have all this, as you say, the the good people, the, the correct people in the right industry helping you as mm-hmm. a sports athlete, um, which is great. Um, but I had, for me, it was a little bit different. So I was like 32 
Um, and I still had a year to run on one of my contracts. Mm -hmm. And I always said, though, and I think it should be how it is, but that's always how my mentality was, that if you football was a hobby that I was privileged to do. It was never a job. When mm -hmm. it became a job, that's when I knew I'd step away from football. Right. Um, my dad passed away when I was the year, year, probably two years, year and a half prior to me retiring. Mm -hmm. um, and the same with international. Mark Hughes was the manager. He was coming up to the European qualifiers. So I stepped away from the squad because I didn't want to take up a squad position if I wasn't really 100% committed. And for the last 10 years, I was always committed going into that squad. Um, and then the, going into my last year, well, going into my first year of my f first contract with the new club, I went into it and then came out of it. And in that summer, once I lost my dad, I said, you know what, um, I'm done. So I actually then decided not to bother with my second year and I just said to the chairman take the contract rip it rip the contract up wow. that's it um and I retired at 32 and I, I knew I, I would have still I knew probably I had about another three three years at least left in me mm -hmm. um but when you come out of it it is yeah you do think you can obviously go longer but it's such a void yeah it is such a such a void you you miss waking up at a certain time your your trainings your drills eating right all of that sleeping on a particular time but it's it's just the buzz of going into a game. Yeah, it don't it does it doesn't shouldn't matter what level is that whether you're at the top level whether True. you're coming at that. The buzz of going, you work all hard during that week. You're going there. You're turning up on a Saturday. You get yourself going. You, you want to impress the fans, your coaches, mm. your teammates. You want to get a result. And at the end of it, the end of the season, that's where wherever you finish that's where you've determined but yeah I mean you could talk about this for hours I, I spent most of my time in Australia and a, a rugby league player mm -hmm. I know quite well suffered mentally when he retired yeah. and, and his doctor said you know what get up in the morning go to the beach watch the sunrise breathe in the fresh air and he tells the story so I went down there in the morning and I was on the beach and I watched the sunrise and I went this is crap I've won grand finals <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be it was like, the beach. anyone could do this I want 50,000 people around yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly it is yeah no but, but that's what it is and that's that's what drives people um, and I think that's that's how it always is and you're right for uh, for me I knew I did. I had to still wait. Even mm -hmm. retired, had to be involved in football. I right. could not be involved in football in some capacity. Well, you still are involved in football, certainly here in the UAE. You've been back for a bit over a year now. What? what and uh, I was certainly going for the UAE to qualify for the World Cup yeah, until yeah. they came up against Australia. Mm. Then my <laughs> yeah. uh, my allegiance <laughs> quickly allegiance changed. Um, uh, but how do you think that the local talent is coming through? What do you think uh, the country needs to do to maybe go to the next level? obviously they've got the pro league mm. um and it, it's obviously for the youngsters i think there's a lot of academies out here a lot of youth clubs out here um but i think the coaching's good um i just think the opportunities and i think people should come together as different clubs because mm. there is talent here and i've seen it so many places when you are when you have a youth club as i call them whether it's academy yeah. grassroots in england right. whatever it is when you have young footballers your whole what you the reason why you're doing it is to give them opportunities and then so if there's different organizations that come in that can offer a different pathway for them to whether it's a semi-pro whether it's that right. then rather than just keeping within your club work together for the benefit of the players because that's what that's the reason it yeah. is mm. so i think that's and i think that because otherwise the players get lost 
and then they don't move clubs or they don't get to train or coach with other players mm -hmm. from other clubs which ultimately when you just look at the transfers it's just Premier League all of a sudden one player is playing for Paris Saint-Germain he's all of a sudden now he's going to play for Man United yeah. totally different players True. so it's it has it's that mentality because that's at the top level and you go into the professional game you have to understand one minute the coach is here Chelsea all of a sudden now you have to play a different way with a different manager they may bring in two or three different players that yeah. weren't there two weeks ago how can you adapt True. and I think that's how the players will evolve from there how important is an agent's role in all of this uh, and, and and do do they actually go tapping at such a young level where you are not even a in pro? england in england now you can't you obviously there's a certain age you can go can only go into mm -hmm. um but the agents the agents have their own role and yeah. it's generally for themselves it it really is when you get to a professional level right yeah. um sometimes it's not always a benefit of, of the, the player, player. right mm -hmm. um and i think that's where parents come in really well um, and some some people would look at like well, like my dad said to I could have gone to Arsenal as a schoolboy, right? Yeah, you know, as a youngster. Yeah, sure. But I didn't. We went to Brighton, my local team, mm -hmm. who can see they they brought youth players through because they right. weren't able to they weren't in the same level as Arsenal at the time. So that was a better opportunity for you to maybe get progress through the system. Makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's 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 where that is rather than. An agent may go, well, go there because it's a big name. Or a parent may go, well, go there because my son or daughter, as well in England, there's a yeah. lot obviously there now, is playing for a, big, a bigger club or mm -hmm. a bigger name club. So the agents have always, I never, I, I didn't have an agent. Okay. So I literally had handshakes. And wow. That was it. Times have changed. <laughs> well, you can hear more stories about this from John Robinson and many others. The Dubliners are hosting the Fireside Chats. Danny Simpson, Stephen Taylor, uh, many more are going to be down there. Uh, there's Sam Allardyce, Kevin Campbell. There's a heap of them. Uh, the games are going across the next five weeks, uh, beginning this weekend at 2pm, Man City versus Tottenham Hotspur. It's the Dubliners get down there at the Le Meridian Dubai Hotel and Conference Centre. Look, we could talk to you all afternoon and here some of these stories so we appreciate you coming in John Pleasure. and uh, sharing part of your story here on TSB Pleasure thanks for inviting me Superb so, but before we let John go yeah three top predictions one the FIFA World Cup who wins it oh, tough one Wales, um, Wales. he's I thinking you, Wales no, I mean, <laughs> my heart's saying Wales yeah. <laughs> um, and then you're getting I, the I sign of England from I there I think um, you can't go much further maybe I think England got a Decent chance. Okay, we're fading the microphone down. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've got a decent chance. Again, it all gets off, but again, it all goes in draw. So, I'll, but maybe, maybe Brazil. Yeah. All right. Question number two: Premier League. Premier League. Um, Man City. And last one. Last one: Champions League. Real Madrid. Yeah, they look good last they night. Looked they looked special. Do, do. Celtic they held it for again. an hour and then that just went bang, bang, yeah. bang. <laughs> again, it comes in that experience. Yeah, mm. it was a great one. John, thank you for coming Pleasure in. Pleasure again. It's the Thanks Dubliners this weekend starting from two at the Le Meridian uh, Conference Centre if you want to get down there up near the airport. You're on TSB Talk Sport Business on Talk 100.3. Hey, thanks for listening to another TSB TalkSport Business Podcast. And don't forget, if you want to hear the full show, we're live every weekday from 3 to 7 p.m. across the UAE on Talk 100.3. Or you can listen to us via the Big Fan TV app.